It's such a little camera. Still, still kicking. Maybe even better. better after it's three to four home. inches, Ryan. It's the best we can do. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all we can afford. <laughs> Um, all right. I'm ready for you all. I'm just saying, if you're ever going to White Castle in your time of need and they ignore you, just know that it's not your time of need. Find oh. somewhere else. It's fine. Okay. After work beer. Then. <laughs> Radio Hour, joined here at Brewgrass Homebrew Supply tonight by David Satterley, John Ronane, I'm Michael Moeller, and we have two guests that we'll get to here in a second, because we're going to talk to you guys in a second. That's why you're here. Uh, but first, I, uh, I do want to plug the Patreon. On the uh, three or you, four inch camera. You can see the individuals right now. If you had the Patreon content video, it's, it's three bucks a month. You can do that. Right, John, you, you can do that. I subscribe and I'm and, dirt poor. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'm living and, off the and, Patreon. Like, and, and you own the Patreon, but you still yeah. subscribe because like you recognize that the content is that good. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I and, also think the extra 10 seconds of knowing who the guests are before we tell them who they are is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, th- there are so many like sc- like last minute scramble shenanigans that are happening, like behind the scenes as we're setting up the podcast. That, you, don't, you don't get to see that if you're just listening. You're living in 2D, man. Living 3D with us at patreon.com slash KY Commons. I think all the terrible jokes that we cut out for the audio feed, maybe I'll start leaving in on the Patreon feed. So maybe we'll try that this this week with all these, oh. with all these great jokes we were just cracking. Yeah. Uh, but that said, uh, happy to be joined tonight by Ryan Reed and Kyle Yawn of a future brewery in planning called Trellis here in Louisville. Current brewery in planning. Future brewery. Future, Future brewery, brewery currently, currently in planning. planning. Yeah. A, currently <laughs> plan, a currently planned brewery. It gets confusing. Yeah. I can, I can, I, anybody can just plan a brewery. <laughs> and just in case we say anything, uh, you know, that's uh, not authorized, we should mention this brewery, it's all only happening in Minecraft. None of this is in the real world. <laughs> Everything we're talking about is a Minecraft world we're building. Okay. This is a Bitcoin. That is it's what the Bitcoin. lawyers said to say. Yeah, in Minecraft. So Kyle and, and, and Ryan, we're going to hear you all talk about this project here in a second. But uh, first, I, I wanted to to open up something because we usually start the show up uh, with uh, a little surprise uh, for our guests. And uh, the first thing that we're actually going to crack open before we even get to start talking about you all. I have been eyeing that. Is 15 stars, fine aged bourbon. 15 stars sent us this bourbon to try on the show. Thank you. Uh, it's aged seven and 15 years. So it's a blend. That's what that means. It's a blend. Yeah. Uh, David, if you want to pour these out, and I'll read what actually is going on here because you, you guys like bourbon, right? You Absolutely. ask the guy with the microphone. Yep. In his <laughs> I'll, here, I'll <laughs> mic you up. I'll mic you up. Like you can give commentary while so you pour. Seven or fifteen or both? Maybe a few I think, I think, I think yeah. it's and. Okay. I think it's seven and fifteen blend. We, we think it's multiple choice cups. specifically. Yeah. We need more cups. Can you grab those wonderful glasses that we got from the Fraser History Museum Summer Beer Fest last weekend? And we'll use those. As yeah, you use that instead of the plastic. Yeah. So this is uh, a yeah. 15, 15 stars. Timeless Reserve is a marriage of both 14 and 15 year old Kentucky bourbons, reflecting 15 stars focused on selectively sourcing aged whiskeys for blending. That's cool. Sure. 15 stars uses what they call flavor proofing. Hey. That sounds like a marketing term. Uh, sure. To select the proof that, in their opinion, brings the best out of the very best flavors of the whiskey for neat drinking. I like it. Neat. What proof are we at? 
this release is set at a medium proof, Ryan, of 103. I like a good medium proof. Uh, the, the total release <laughs> sorry, is... Sorry, 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 sorry. The, the bottle says 107. I like a good 107 proof. <laughs> All right. There we go. So the website doesn't match the bottle. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, what was the proofing method called again? Flavor proofing. Flavor, flavor proofing. Yeah. So it's like or, <laughs> it, no, 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 no. But it, like easy to say. They use flavor proofing <laughs> to select the proof. Oh. It's like, we don't know what this is. We want it flavor proof. Yeah. <laughs> that is an easily digestible way to say organoleptic. I like it. Oh, there. See, this is why you're there on the show. There it is. Or to announce that you worked with Guy Fieri. Ooh. Yeah. Flavor Town, baby. I don't know. Maybe. 15, He's done so many great things for hospitality. 15 industry. stars celebrates Kentucky history. Huh. Now, David, it, you did make us get these nice glasses, and then you're proceeding not to use them. We only have four, though, so. Mm, David's scared of dishes. You do obviously. you. You do you. My, Michael is trying to explain the bourbon. In okay, 1795, sorry. Kentucky was recognized as the 15th U.S. state on the historic 15-star and 15-stripe U.S. flag, the second flag of the nation. Wow, so they decided to say that the, at 15 states is where they're going to create a second flag. Also, bitch, we a commonwealth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we ain't no state... Yeah, but I'll, right, so let's, I'll allow it. Thank you. I'll say, too, this is a, the, one of the second or third care packages we've got to the show. If you guys have a brand out there that you want to have us talk about and you think your product is good, 2227 South Preston Street. Oh, Actually, we, we're already getting packages that I just haven't brought yet. Nice. Care, <laughs> care of David Satterley yeah. or care of Bucky the Beaver. They will be cut at yeah. Michael Moeller's house. I, I don't drink it all. I bring these all <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean just indefinitely. Oh yeah, like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're just going to yeah. stay there. We always talk about the bottle when it or or the vessel. So yeah. uh, I'm going to do a quick overview. This is a 200 milliliter glass vessel with an electrical tape wrap top. Uh, we do have a nice uh, even pocket size vessel. So slip right in either front pocket, pants pocket. Yeah, yeah. like those in coats. Probably not back pocket. Um, and also, this is private stock, tax paid sample. We're not reselling this on the internet. Um, like Michael said, age seven to 15 years, 53.5% ABV. And we have drank probably 100 <laughs> milliliters of it. Yeah. So, heck yeah. Let's so, yeah. Let's test the. Oh, it, oh, that fits right in. Ooh, See, this is what oh, you miss out when you're not perfect. doing video. You don't, yeah. you don't even know what just happened because there you're not is. watching on video. But per it's perfect uh, shirt slip. So, yeah, we, we always just like to start off with the drink in our hand. Just get us old. You know, also, if you're not on our Patreon, am I just going to hold this microphone in your face for the rest of the episode, David? <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. It's back. Patreon. At least I'm good for something around here. Cheers, y'all. Uh, yeah, cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Let's, yeah, let's so some good Kentucky bourbon from a brand I've never had before. Well, they're new, I think. If it's terrible, we will say. I uh, believe they source their barrels from somewhere, but or they source their liquid from somewhere, but they do age it in Bardstown, so we will say that. I'm mm. a big fan of that. First thing I notice is it's very uh, like viscous. It's got a nice body to it. It is not thin for being a high proof. Um, and as I breathe in, like I'm getting some heat off of it on the back of my palate. It's very kind of um, that's straight chocolate. I was going to say, yeah, like kind of a big tannin bomb, like forward flavor, woody pepper. Yeah, so you like, definitely taste the wood. Like got a good wood. Milk chocolate malt. It is good wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little milk chocolate is kind of what I get there, too. I agree. I'm not mad at that at all. It's fine. It's a uh, for for retail. Uh, it's a two hundred seventy nine dollar bottle. Ooh, oh! So this is a, a very generous uh, and, and gracious gift. Yeah, well, thank you uh, guys. To sample from for so, sending it. Yeah. All right. We're I don't know if budget. I got. We're not opening the brewery. We're buying one bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invest it. Yeah. I don't know if it was like the, the price or the proof, but I got goosebumps. So I'll let you decide. 
It's probably the excellent podcast guests. Yeah, honestly. So today. thanks guys again for joining. We really appreciate it. Uh, you're opening up a brewery here in Louisville. Um, you, you've been looking at some locations. Might might have gone down to a few of them uh, at this point. Um, but tell us about like you know who you are. Why are you doing this? Where you come from? My my first question with people opening breweries like you guys are both craft beer lovers, you know, and home brewers and whatnot. Why did you guys decide to start hating your hobby uh, by turning it into a? a <laughs> Just profession? got sick of coming here, John. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, done dealing with John. Done buying the homebrew equipment. But when did that start? Like, uh, how, and how long have you been homebrewing? Me? Yeah. So I've been homebrewing since two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, like in college, started homebrewing. Was it always an ambition someday, or was that something that's? It was always like something you thought about, yeah. but like uh, never had any real plans to do it. Just kept like homebrewing. But my first brewing experience was, uh, I think it was like twenty, and I, I learned through the internet that alcohol or like alcohol is made from some kind of sugar and some kind of yeast, and that like one very convenient form of that is honey. So yeah, sure. I, I just bought a bunch of honey from the grocery store put it in a five gallon Home Depot bucket. Oh, nice. Threw in a packet of bread yeast <laughs> and put the lid on. And two weeks later had terrible, terrible. You made good like nail polish remover like or something like that, sorry. I mean, it uh, got you drunk, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did those experiments back <laughs> yeah. in college too. We would get like baker's yeast. We tried to make like hard Gatorade one time. Mm. We tried to make like a fermented Vietnamese coffee one time. We did a lot of just like Way experiments with Jack. Well, we just were seeing what we could get for like cheap yeah. and trying to ferment it out. Uh, so you've kept doing it. And then how'd you get into the craft beer scene, Kyle? You've been around oh, the, the block a few um, times too. Yeah, my I guess my beginning sort of unusual. Uh, in college as well, 2010, I was not the home brewer per se, but I was periphery to people in a class for home brewing oh, at cool. Florida International University. Mm -hmm. uh, their program is fantastic. They actually brew beer for the chilies that's on campus. Oh, that's uh, wild. It's it's very cool. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been to a Chili's that like featured like local made like super, super micro craft beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if they still do all that, but I was uh, hanging out with a group of friends and they were in the class and they were deciding what to brew together. And all of them got very inebriated and I ended up <laughs> doing taking over without knowing anything about the subject, anything like that. And we made probably the worst beer I've ever tasted. It was an IPA and it <laughs> tasted awesome. like banana pith specifically, <laughs> like just straight up banana pith. Uh, so was a Hefeweizen? <laughs> I wish. It was the worst parts of what a Hefeweizen like can be. But then fast forward, uh, moved to D.C. after college, start working at restaurants while I'm waiting to get some big fancy government job and then fall in love with beer on the way and i ended up starting uh brewing professionally before i really homebrewed that's awesome yeah i did a batch or two and then started working at a place called three stars uh, in dc two days a week it, for it, free it wasn't for... called 15 stars no it only had one no it was stars. three stars after the dc flag and unfortunately they closed recently after really? 10 years in business mm. so so you kind of come at bummer. it like from the homebrew perspective and you're, you kind of come at it from like the commercial perspective. Do you guys like sure. how do those perspectives meet uh, it, where you guys decide to go into business together? And also, I mean, how, you know, how did you all meet? Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, they meet in very funny ways sometimes. <laughs> Some of the homebrewer 
ideas we have to, and professional brewer ideas, Ryan asks great questions where you, it's simple and concise and why? No, like, how did you and Ryan meet? What? That's Yeah, how did you oh, and Ryan meet? We might, oh. met through a good friend, Michael Muller. Yeah. Oh, that's where we're going. I was going to get to that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle and I have both been independently starting a brewery for for maybe like six months before we, or I mean, we've been planning it for forever. You know, it's like always in the back of your head. 2012, kind of it. I think. Uh, it's like, it's like a, when somebody's planning their wedding, like they don't actually have <laughs> that partner yet, but like they're, they're, they're planning it. Like they, they have the Pinterest boards. You yeah, bought yeah. the ring. <laughs> have you like, all bought a ring? Not yet. Have y'all, have y'all touched knees yet? <laughs> We're going to, oh, yeah, just right now. Resting uh, against uh, each we're other. We're going to start with hats, I think, and, <laughs> and see go. how it goes. It's a lower barrier to entry for sure. But, I remember talking, I think, to Michael, and he was just like, you have to you have to meet this Ryan guy. He's also trying to start a brewery. And so, you know, I reached out and we had our our awkward like start a business first date. It was a date for sure. It was, it was such a date at <laughs> Who Public paid? House. Who paid? Uh, <laughs> no, we split it. We're. I think we're in 2022. I'm just making sure we're in the current I would have paid for <laughs> generation. It, so, yeah. And Brian had... He already had a name that I really liked. He had a business plan. And I remember him after we got further and kept hanging out and drinking beer, he showed them to me and I was like, well, it's missing, you know, the, the passion, the identity. Here's what I see. And I mean, I think that's yeah, worked really well. Like, so I'd come at it from like a business consulting engineering background. Um, so writing business plans was like something pretty normal and financial statements. You want to job with the ale trail? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, but we'll talk. Yeah. I thought you uh, were a nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> so this thing was like technically a business plan, but you like read it and it's like, well, this is boring as shit. Uh, so Kyle added the, like the, like the soul. Yeah. That's what's cool about some of my favorite breweries too, is that, so you, there's a lot of different reasons to love a brewery. So number one, there's like the beer obviously and like in a lot of situations that comes first and like that's where your head is but then there's the business model behind that too because you're not just making beer you have to make beer at enough profit to like not go into bankruptcy or some people do <laughs> fund their businesses that way but you know not not ideal but then there's also like that storytelling aspect so kind of knowing beyond just the beer like what what the company's about and kind of the quote-unquote like business model part of that or whatever is like figuring out how you tell that story and just like how you proliferate the message and the product to the people. Um, is there kind of an overarching vision about, or, or do you, so we, can we say the name of which Trellis? Yeah. yeah so yeah, Trellis yeah. is the can name of the, the brand. Name of yeah, oh, yeah. That you guys are, uh, have come up with, can which I love the, the Trellis name. Can we say that? Trellis <laughs> for sure. Trellis. No, we're, we're out and about. We're public Trellis. I mean, it, I, I love, so Ryan came with this name Trellis and I just saw it as such a great neutral structure. And then we start going through it. Like, what is a trellis? What, what is this business? And I was like, this business is a structure that people and communities can grow on. There so, you, you know, we, we can bring up wherever we end up going with us. We can support people properly that we work with and make some really delicious things for people to enjoy together. I think community and, and yeah. be a big part of it. Yeah. Like you all, you all embodying that even in your initial kind of surveying, uh, you, you're looking at a potential spot that happened to be in my neighborhood and you're out canvassing the neighborhood and saying, Hey, in we're here. How can we help? You know? 
and then I well, think and like, do you want us? Like, yeah, should do you want yeah. a do you yeah. want a brewery here? Well, I don't. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I do. And you the do. feedback was overwhelmingly positive. So we walked two blocks in every direction, and just met everyone we could and said, "Hey, like, what are your thoughts? Like, this is what we want to do. This is what we're about." Anyone can do beer. We want to hire from the neighborhood. We want to train people, mm-hmm. take care of them properly. Do you want us here? And every almost actually, I'd say every literally, ev- literally every single person we met was like, yeah, hell yeah. Like that building that we would prospectively really like as our best case scenario has been vacant for a very yeah. long time. So yeah. it'd be cool to to have something great for kind of kind of jumping around neighbor. here a little bit. But neither of you are from Louisville, right? Mm-mm. No, Kansas City originally. Yeah, uh, Sarasota, Florida, by way of DC and Seattle. Yeah. So you, you find yourselves here in Louisville, um, Ryan. I think you've been here for a while though, but eight years. Yeah. But Kyle's two years. March twenty twenty. Yeah. So you find Good your way stuff. here, and like this, I you know the the perspective location that you're looking at. Um, that's in a, that's in a neighborhood that um could could use a business like that and you know you're talking about community but like that would be awesome for them to be able to just to walk to work yeah yeah we, we can talk about like the kind of the neighborhood aspect yeah, of please. it is like we we want to be like super mindful that's not our neighbor like we didn't like we're not from louisville like we're like asking to be invited into this neighborhood and i think part of the name like just being that neutral structure mm-hmm. it's just a place it's like a hub that people go to and it, re- it reminds me of a song from the 80s. Um, I think the lyrics go, I, I want you to want me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. I need and you to need me. Yeah. I can only really speak to it like the neighborhood we're in, uh, which is like, the you know, the Germantown and adjacent like neighborhoods and whatnot. But uh, when new businesses come in like that, uh, we're in a neighborhood around here that like people throw are starting to throw around the G word of like gentrifying yeah. and like things coming in. But anybody could kind of come in and like throw up big condos and then just put a couple little commercial spaces down there and try to rent them out to like whoever. And maybe it ends up being a bar or something. But a craft brewery is so different in that <laughs> local, like, brewery. like a local brewery. Local, yeah, I, I would say that was a major concern. Um, and that was a big a big reason for that, because we were trying to figure out, you know, tax abatement. Like, how do we get involved and in, in move? But it's already flipped. Like we haven't signed anything, we haven't announced anything, and the home values have already skyrocketed in this area. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So. yeah but I think it's awesome. <laughs> different than we thought. And but, it's not like a bar going in where neighbors kind of will give you some pushback. There's going to be people here at like 4 a.m. playing loud music and like going crazy. People kind of know that the craft brewery vibe is a little bit more yeah. like community based. It's a little bit more just about creating that third space or like being one of the original fact just like amelia is doing at it shipping port like kind of in that neighborhood now uh revive it's the, one of the first things to go into a neighborhood that's actually going to be organically revitalized always kind of maybe seems to be a craft brewery yeah it's a good like, leading uh, indicator or cause so breweries are in, like they're not just serving beer but they're making so you get that manufacturing process along with the like hospitality side so yeah exactly like it, it really is like an a very applicable job to learn to lots of other industries uh, and a way to get into kind of manufacturing. Yeah. I think some like things that we touch on sometimes are that the like local neighborhood joints are not necessarily like you can look at it as a brewery, right? And it, essentially that's what it is. But it becomes a meeting spot, a community hub, an event space, a place to hold meetings, et cetera. Um, and that value in that is just 
you know, something that you can't buy and it happens to serve beer, just, you know, restaurant, bodega type, anything else would do as oh, yeah. well. But sure. Definitely have non-alcoholic options, cocktails and wine and be welcoming to pretty much everyone. So do you, do you have an idea of what kind of beer Not you want to focus everyone. on? I mean, is there any kind of styles that you all would prefer to, to lean in on or uh, for sure? Yeah. Do you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> Do I want the you, brewer you to see. talk about the beer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> seems, also, seems you, awkward. You all asked about the you travel. You talk about how to clean the keg. <laughs> I should say. So living on on this journey uh, from Florida, that homebrew, I started working in hospitality. I've traveled D.C., Seattle, worked in hospitality and beer the whole time. And it was so unsustainable and I couldn't afford a house. I could not afford to open a business, any of that stuff pretty much ever unless, you know, I just got in in with someone and, and worked for them. So coming here, I saw that potential. Um, and we were going somewhere and I lost it. Just like but, lower cost of living and like yeah, just lower little, cost. Little Sorry, there was somewhere I was going with that and I just, you oh, were talking no, about that, the beer. Was, that was good. Oh yeah, beer. Uh, so <laughs> the one was, thing you're in charge I was like, of. my brain's a million miles a minute. I was like, oh yeah, there was something. It's that, uh, we it's were, that five you asked star, me about history. Star, you were laying the groundwork. I didn't really sell any. Okay. So along uh, those travels, I did get to pick up some incredible techniques and, uh, connections to ingredients and all that sort of stuff. So I'm very excited to bring some of that here to Louisville because I haven't seen anyone doing some of the things we were doing on the West Coast and in DC. Uh, so part of that, uh, you know, we can maybe start with the ingredients. I think that's a, a pretty big thing for us. Uh, so moving here, I realized we didn't have anything or nobody really knew of anything that was really locally focused when it came to ingredients to beer. So I started searching and through Nick Landers at Gordon Beersh, actually, I found Russell T. Case at South Fork. Uh -huh. uh, so one of the main ingredients is malt. And he's a third generation no-till farmer making absolutely fantastic malt, which we were pretty shocked about when we walked in there because he's in Cynthiana and you're just, you get there, you're like, ah, well, this will be, hopefully this is good. <laughs> and uh, you taste Sometimes malt. you do if you want to stay local. Sometimes there are, are sacrifices that you make and like hops is another example, but his oh, yeah. stuff is amazing. It's so good. And then there was the other part where he was like, come to my fields. I was like, oh God, they're going to be fallow and super awkward. He's a no-till farmer. His his stuff is super thoughtfully uh, harvested and grown with respect to the environment, and it tastes great. So we solved solved one piece of the puzzle there, mm -hmm. uh, which allows us having that connection to lean into some of the brewing styles that I've fallen in love with. So the beer, with that really long-winded answer, <laughs> uh, it's pretty german influenced on the upstairs because for where we want to go we want to have clean beer upstairs and a mixed culture program in the basement oh neat uh so you know we have a bunch of crushable delicious light beers uh some pretty robust ipas and ales i love barley wine so that's one thing we're gonna make that you know, I hope we get some support from everyone in, but if I everyone... I think you'll be okay with some good barley wine. Okay. There's some good I barley mean, wine lovers around this town. And it, it really is about the community that supports us too, because 
we'll do these and see how they fall in and cater to what people want to drink in in a lot of ways but there are just some things we won't sacrifice for it so, so then downstairs will be a, a mixed culture you know barrel beer and wood sort of deal hot, hot question oh yeah are you going to cater to beers that people want or are you going to follow your altruistic brewer's instinct i think it's possible to do both uh we're using some very heady techniques that really showcase that grain, such as decoction, excuse me, step mashing, some really heady things. But the the main thing is that the beer is delicious and drinkable and we don't want to serve it with pretense. So hospitality forward, friendly environment uh, where you can just come and drink something. But if you want to know why it's delicious, we hope to empower everyone with that knowledge and really embrace the the little things we're doing in back to showcase these, you know, slightly German influenced, uh, but unabashedly American things. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I was going to say like for a little time that we've been talking about this, obviously for several months for planning, um, you'll have kind of hit on education as being a part of your overall plan. Do you want to share any of that? As far as educating staff or? I, I think that you had mentioned kind of like more of a formal, like you get this beer, you understand where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Various other aspects. Oh, I think it. that's yeah. what people want. Like you were pointing out the dichotomy between like, do you brew what you want or do you brew for the crowds? But in this post, uh, in this postmodern, like post new Nipa, post fruity, sour popcorn beer world that we now live in in the year of our Lord 2022, I think people appreciate <laughs> more like those simple kind of German styles, but really you kind of want, I th I, at least in my personal experience and opinion, people are more thirsty for understanding the history behind the style. And like, so being able to bridge that gap might be a way to kill two birds, one stone. Yeah. That's something that's super important to us. Like one, just being honest about what we're doing and very transparent about what we're doing, but also telling the stories of, of someone like Russell T case that like, Everyone should know this guy's He's awesome. Uh, you go there and you look at his his equipment, like puts breweries to shame on like how nice it is. Um, and like the, the way he talks about it, it's just like listening to Kyle talk about beer. But he's just talking about like grain that he spins really slowly in a drum <laughs> <laughs> for a while. Um, so we want to like tell those stories. Kind of reminds me of how Kyle talks. Yeah. It's like grain spinning slowly in a drum. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, so it's gotta be a beer, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is like, we're, we're keeping track, like all businesses have to keep track of like where they buy their products from and how they, like when they dump a bag of grain into a, into a mash done, like that's just stuff that like, one, you have to track just for like accounting, but two, like with the TTB, like it's legally required. Um, so there's all these like different data points that get collected throughout, like the purchasing of grain and ingredients transfer transforming it into a beer and then selling it like we want to keep track of all of that and like um and 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 show that to people we want to tell that story yeah. like the grain to glass story of yeah. how that beer was made have, have either of you been to um urban artifact up in cincinnati i have not i've not i've tried some of their beers so one one thing that kind of mimics what you're saying though is they keep track of the amount of pounds of fruit that they put into their beer okay and then they had you would you hope know, so a hundred thousand and then x number marks past that but it, it, the concept of um tracking those things and being intentional is super important um 
I, I guess my question was more along the education of the beer. You know, like you said, being open, honest, transparent about what you're making and kind of passing that knowledge on to the consumer so they can not not really like an informed decision, but like they kind of feel vested in like this is what I'm drinking and I understand how it was made, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think what we're going for is unusual in the fact that we're striving for balance of flavor. Sometimes that takes patience and investment in both materials and time. So, you know, giving loggers more time, using maybe a whole fruit downstairs and blending takes grown by hopefully a local orchard. If anyone knows a local orchard, hit us up. Because <laughs> we do want to partner in the long term with businesses like these and grow together, which we think will lead to a better product. Have you given any thought to the like the, the tap room atmosphere side of things? Oh, what, yeah. what does the consumer get and what is that environment like? Well, definitely kid friendly. <laughs> uh, we don't want it to be sterile whatsoever. We want it we want it to be warm. We want you to be able to stay there for a whole day and really, you know, settle in and are there drink some beer or, you know soda have some meetings are there any come after work. are there any breweries either in louisville or just anywhere that you've been or worked at or visited that inspires the tap room that you want yeah for sure i i don't know if we can that you can speak to i mean geez <laughs> inspiring breweries uh does it rhyme with or if the fourth uh no oh. uh <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything that rhymes with that. Uh, I so would say. Are you going to do wood planks? I heard that's like wood planks. <laughs> we <laughs> metal. We chairs. do hope to have big chunky trellises on the property because nice. okay. I think that does make sense if everything works that way. But I would say Wayfinder Ooh. is a huge inspiration. Uh, anyone from the Will Kemper School of Logger their beers and definitely some of their tap rooms have been truly enlightening. Uh, the mixed culture scene, you know, I don't, I don't know if I ever told, talk to you all personally, but my first trip to the West coast, we drove the whole way from San Diego to Seattle and hit 25 breweries on the way. Wow. And I still think of some of those places. How do you uh, remember that? <laughs> well, I understand how you it was also the first one 2012 when I was looking at open brewery, but, uh, talked a little bit about like you guys building your brand in the taproom location, but as, as far as you guys are both, you know, as we said, not Louisville natives. Uh, so we're a little bit insular when we think about Louisville's emerging kind of craft beer, small business culture. How do you guys view where Louisville is today versus places you all have lived and kind of been involved in the beer scene in the past? Are we still up and coming are we oversaturated as some people say in facebook mark or on facebook groups all the time yeah i don't, I, I don't think they're oversaturated <laughs> so <laughs> I, I moved here from chicago in uh 20 2013 and like actually at that time like chicago had a lot of brewery but like wasn't like the like explosion that it's had now was like hundreds of breweries um so i was just used to like having kind of lots of options lots of like different like places to go and then moved here and I, like i remember the kind of week I moved into my house, Great Flood opened in the Highlands. And that was mm, maybe the nice. fourth brewery or some fifth brewery. People forget how old Great Flood is, man. Those yeah. guys have been around eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and, and so like, I, I feel like I'd 
kind of seen the first start of like a brewery wave in Chicago and then saw it here and just like how much like farther back it was. Um, but there's like a lot of energy with the beer scene here, which is the the part that's like really exciting. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Kyle? Give us some of that West Coast wisdom or Florida wisdom. Oh, gosh. Uh, we are so undersaturated, <laughs> like compared to Seattle and Portland and uh, D.C. was actually emerging when I worked there. We were the, I think, fourth brewery that opened in D.C. as three stars. Uh, D.C. Brow uh, cha- had the legislation changed. But, yeah, we're we're just starting. I feel like for our population, we have a lot of room to grow. And then I was going to say, who do you think drinks more? Florida or Kentucky? But, oh, I thought you were like me or Kyle. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's close. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not getting personal with this. Florida or Kentucky? I don't I mean, know. When you, Florida when you people say put we're, it away. But. I was going to say, Florida is, it's interesting. I grew up there, but I left when I was 22. So for me, when I think of nostalgia or formative years or drinking, it's all D.C. or Seattle or Portland. Uh, I would say all those areas drink a lot more, especially D.C. It's, you know, government. Yeah. I feel like drink, one of the they things drink a lot, that, like, a lot of the running. more like classic craft beer like uh, cities and stuff embraced a long time ago. I think people in Kentucky drink just as much as people in like big beer cities and big beer states. But we kind of lost the drink local vibe. We kind of lost yeah. the, like go to the neighborhood brewery uh, uh, to the kind of prohibition really was like when it knocked out. Because historically we were right there with St. Yeah. Louis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, like all the big big boys this, this was actually like in our business plan mm-hmm. uh, we went through and like the brewers association reports on like how much beer is sold out um of every city like every county um how much beer is like sold out of a tap room versus a microbrewery so we went through and like looked at all the tap rooms and added up all the beer that was sold in every county and divided it by the number of people that lived there yeah and uh for for cities with less than like five hundred thousand people louisville was like 47th okay on yeah. the list and Indianapolis and Cincinnati were two and three. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. Is like, and it was those- just like people can't be different between Louisville and Cincinnati or Louisville and Indiana. Like, hey, I think they're not one that point far in apart. Time, like a few years ago, back when Monic was or, uh, when Beer Engine was still in Danville and Lore was still open. I think Danville was the number one uh, craft breweries per capita in the entire nation because they had two <laughs> they for had a population two. of like eight thousand or however. What like fewer people live in Danville proper? So that that's. Sounds like a great time to uh, segue into our next segment of a show and tell. We we always ask our guests to to bring something that they like to share for the group. I think Kyle walked in here with a bag, and uh, we <laughs> mystery we can... ice bag. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 see what you got. The mystery ice bag segment. Oh, I love that pattern. Should we How start did you with, get that? Uh, see if you if you are on Patreon, gift, actually, if you it's get, beverages first, right? Yeah, beverages are first. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, you, dealer's you choice. Know. I mean, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Some, something you podcast. love that is beer, Ooh. and something you love that is not beer. Or oh, actually, or I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep these all here. Cold these are little cold. frosty glasses. So these are these are tiny little thumb size um, tasters. I, I think I already know what this is. I need to finish my bourbon. But notice that they're chilled. Like he brought them in an ice bath. This is the type of hospitality. You Are we about to do Jaeger bombs? No, I know what this is. I think Kyle loves tiny glasses. Don't know what this is. <laughs> I know what that is. is this you have no idea what like, this is. Like what's up on the top. I know what that is. Is this Orjat? I wish it was. Again, so. the people watching. You Woo! get so much value yeah. right here. <laughs> like you, you, you see 
a mason jar full of clear-ish liquid Ice being cold. poured into another mason jar. Is this Kentucky We're not going to tell them what this is. We all have to drink it blind. And then go uh, you're blind. You're not hosting this podcast, Kyle. <laughs> he is now. Oh, no. I was speaking from <laughs> The Ryan mason jar gives bath. him the power. It's like no. Lord of the Flies, but whoever has the mason jar full of booze is in charge of the podcast. Cheers. I mean, or, well, hold on. Can you, can well, you we don't have to. All right. All right. We're just, it. So we're Jeez. just going to drink it. All right. Yeah, we're just going to smell it and drink it. Cheers, guys. And then uh, we'll talk about it. Sometimes it's good to taste things blind, right? So it smells like. Okay, that's disgusting. Garlicky, lemony, like. I hate that. Uh, what is that? What is that? Uh, wait, what I'm is a that huge aroma? Fan of this. A huge fan. Oh, wait, what is that aroma? Hang on one second. No, it's fucking terrible. This is fan- no, this is fantastic. <laughs> it smells I like a flavor this that I know so much. well. Did anyone else take it as a shot? This smells no, like me. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I wanted to taste first because this is really good. <laughs> really good. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's not garlic. It's something like. Can you just shut up and drink it, and then we can talk about it? <laughs> You're the last one. Don't talk on the podcast. <laughs> don't don't talk. Don't, just don't. just Patreon. We're ready. We're ready. Uh, it, it's uh, oh, oh wasabi. Mm. Is that what that is? It's American green wasabi. Okay, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, that's why it tastes like garlic. I'm just kidding. No, it's it's horseradish. Like horseradish. The there we order, go. Which. Is similar. Actually, most Americans because you have a bunch of radishes in your yard. (laughs) It's crazy how the Uh, the horseradish like feels like alcohol. (laughs) It's not from my yard. No, that's fantastic, man. I love that. Do you like horseradish? What the the fuck is this? It's like a horseradish limoncello type shit. No, no. Let the person who brought it tell us what it is. (laughs) So I. That's what horseradish does to me. I have gone to Russian restaurants such as Marivana in DC and Kachka in Portland, and they served horseradish vodka and it is so good by itself or with food. I really enjoyed it. I really wanted to make it. And Fuck I just yeah, made dude. a batch and then you all invited me here. Fuck I was like, yeah, dude. I'll take a little bit well, more. This is I in love the freezer. That. Oh yeah. Oh dude, imagine I, yeah, making I, like a Bloody Mary this. with that or something. Oh, that's what I think. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so this is yeah. horseradish. And I kind of just wanted like, to, like sh- half, half we, we haven't talked very much about like the cocktails we're going to do to, to many people, but we will do pre-batch yeah, cocktails dude. that are quick service, yeah. like fast infusion. Tap, okay, so for our tip to the listeners this week, horse wrap. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get Kyle to give us some tips on the recipe. But that's delicious, sure. dude. And you made that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, not the vodka. Well, right, right, right. I, I, I don't. But, but you are. Distill. But you do plan on having a cocktail <laughs> program at the brewery. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Quick service. It will all be made ahead of time, but it is going to be quality. Over quantity. Are you so. going to serve like uh, beef on wet sandwiches like to go like with oh that? Oh my like, gosh, uh, you know about <laughs> yeah, that? Dude, my no. dad's from Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost went to college in Buffalo uh, oh, many, 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 geez. many years ago. I, uh, I love beef on wet Oh, dude, yeah. So to be clear, Is it Schwabbles? What we had yeah, was a, a, a horseradish infused vodka. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. It's so, fantastic. So it had like the, the garlicky, garlicky, like spicy, like. Horseradish okay, taste. got it. You know what? I like horseradish on fucking sandwiches, not in my drinks. Okay? <laughs> Get this man a sandwich. How do you, how do you feel about pickle beers? Yeah, the fuck that. Dude, <laughs> I think they'd be perfect right after some horseradish vodka. Ugh. I just uh, want to like shoot yeah. that after a like big fatty tuna. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you you really people good. who love brine really like <laughs> true. That wasn't salty. But you do have it's to drink white it like vinegar. cold. Yeah. I think any of us who love that I, flavor come from cultures that probably didn't get enough vitamin D. And so like we just have some kind of like a vinegar palate to try to keep from getting scurvy. I just That's really, my theory. I really thought yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, like, God damn it, I, I thought it was going to be like 
moonshine. Like it's so clear. I thought so. Before you pulled it out, I thought it was gonna be like limoncello or something. It is. It's right. horseradish cello. Yeah. Minus a bunch of sugar. Horse cello. <laughs> this might be my least favorite clear liquid I've ever ingested. <laughs> so David Satterly, not a fan of horseradish, does live in Kentucky with horses. I like them on sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. You could dunk. You could dunk an Arby's in that and then just take a big Ooh, bite. Yeah. Arby's messed up when they made their fry vodka by my, not making a horsey sauce Ooh, vodka. You're so right. Whoa. You're so right. Yeah. Gosh. Keep that in the back. Can, just, can yeah. they pay us a lot of money for that? Yes. Trademark. This is we all in Minecraft. Trademark. Trademark. They can pay us. Okay, great. Also, even considering five ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, even considering drinking that warm is gag inducing. So no, I don't think you want a warm. No, warm. Is yeah. Dangerous. I don't know if it's a good warm one. I can all, I also sometimes when you make fun like uh, earthy herbal things like this, they're fun for cooking or I'm sorry, they're fun for drinking, but sometimes they're even more fun for cooking with. It's, what do you want, David? David Use needs your words. Beer. You want to chase Is anybody in the region making this available to, to people? Making what available? I have that. not been no. to a place that has it. We're keeping but. this secret. This is all after the podcast talk. <laughs> this is yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Oh, we are serving this, so don't you all steal? Fantastic. Yeah, nobody can steal this. I can't yeah. wait to never order. It. If you do, David, just tag Trellis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I saw Ryan maybe walk in with something too. Well, I got a beverage. You you a be this? Oh, uh, you brought a beverage as well. All right. Don't. I was going to bring a, a item. I have it here with me metaphorically, though. Oh, that's fine. Well, I forgot to bring the physical item. The only people so. who will know are the people on our Patreon. You can just lie. There you go. We'll pretend it's here. I'll hold it up. Oh, oh, you got, you got something. Hello. All right. It's also homemade. Soda. Yeah. Uh, but this is for when you're you're not drinking booze. Uh, this is what I might go to okay. is uh, soda water and a shrub. So the shrubs I always a shrub is an equal parts sugar, fruit and vinegar concoction. All right. Oh and it's just fucking amazing. So we're all we're all from historically vitamin D deprived cultures around here yeah. today. Y'all are gonna have the most esoteric brewery. <laughs> I'm gonna have the most esoteric lower intestine. Come on. so this one I made a couple days ago because I had a peach that was going bad. So this is overripe peach. Yeah, let's just serve it to our friends. <laughs> Wait, you did bad peach stuff too? That's why I did all that peach stuff. Yeah, like when you uh, have peach, like, man, the secret to fruit is that when it's like so gross that you can't eat it is when it tastes the best. Hell yeah, exactly. Uh, so you put it into something like this. Right, I, I have a lot of figs on the fig tree, as okay. we talked about last week on the podcast. But like, I, I'm fig I, shrub it up. Yep, fig shrub it up. It takes a really, really actually. So I'm gonna like hand figs. it around for people to smell. Before okay. I like as a dose it. Yeah, just uh, smell it on its own. Love it. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> all right. Smell it on the David Satterley sniff. So I didn't give the whole. <laughs> 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 He's so oh, sensitive. Why? why? <laughs> Old do you just sniffs. give people shit? Is that your is the thing on the podcast? No, do you know what a fucking shrub is? It's a plant. All right. <laughs> no, it's like. I'm getting like this magnolia like, vibes or like ooh. hibiscus, herbiscus or magnolia. So it's overripe peach. Oh. It is Thai galangal. Spoiled. And lemon peel. Okay. There we are. And you mix. So you, you take all the fruit, you weigh it out. And this was 150 grams. So then I put 150 grams of sugar and I let that sit for a day. And the like the sugar is something that like draws out mm -hmm. moisture. Um, so it becomes like this like slur sugar slurry, sugar peach slurry. And uh, then you add 150 grams of vinegar, 
filter it and uh, then you dump it in a glass and put carbonated water with it. What's what's the like the, the ratio? Like I look how precise everything soda. else was, and then we're like, eh. give me one reason this we're, is better. This than is the homebrew side. It's <laughs> kind of a kombucha vibe. It's a kombucha vibe. This is well, oh, man. He he used grams and when he was just oh yeah yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah I feel for like sure. Scientific. Well, and that's how process driven we get. We'll yeah. be talking yeah. about stuff. I feel like we use the metric system, bitch. Also, how I much? brought I brought kefir, you know, just to be hipster too. So if, <laughs> if there's good? any, no, 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 fill it all the way up, all the way up. There you go, right there. Okay, so at least we're diluting the vinegar a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I hope you guys can hear that. So has anyone uh, has anyone tried this? No. Shrub is new to everyone. Yeah. Well, I did. I watched that Monty Python movie. I don't uh, strawberries. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. is shrub, but I don't think that's what you're saying. Shrub. Shrub. Is it a cherub or a shrub? Uh, I can't. So I'm like hanging out in Germantown doing the most hipster thing here. Hell feels, yeah. Feels great. I've won. Yes. I, I'll say even with the water, it Jeez. still smells like just light and floral. Like I mean, it's, I'm it's sticking refreshing. with that hibiscus-y yeah. like magnolia blossom, like rose hips kind of vibe. I love oh, the tasting notes. Terribly wonderful. This is just smelling. So good. So, I mean, oh, yeah, it's great, dude. Light, bright, fresh. Yeah. Almost yeah, like good. Agua Fresca kind of vibes. It gives a lot of good, like, just like, just general kombucha vibes. I mean, yeah. it's just something to add to, like, I only drink things with bubbles in it. Sure. That's a mm -hmm. rule I have in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so, that means a lot of soda water if I'm not, if I'm trying not to be drunk. Yeah. I, Otherwise, uh, you're drinking tap water, and then the government's putting that shit in your brain, and don't you're trust like, it. "Yeah, I know, yeah. right?" Oh, no, I, I did get around. To, I did get around to kegging the water for the kegerator. Ooh! So now I have a constant stream of seltzer water, and then I just get those like the little Mio squirt bottles things. And there you go. Every new glass. Yeah, this is a Mio. It's a Mio that you. Next make thing yourself. you know, Michael Moeller salts acids, perfecting <laughs> the Tito or the uh, Topo Chico. Hell yeah! Yeah, David, tell me it. you don't like it. This it's is fantastic. I, I don't like it. You don't what? like it. No. Can we get this guy this like so a, good. a hamburger refreshing. with no cheese? You're talking no to the guy who was trying to buy chicken rings at White Castle please. right before a we started the podcast. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> so a hamburger does not come with cheese. That's then true. it would be a cheeseburger. That is true. Yikes. I follow that logic. That <laughs> yeah. checks out. Okay. And what about you, everything else? If you any, go to White Castle, they response? won't serve you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> So we're, we're talking a, a lot about, um, you know, that your travels. I was describing a hamburger, obviously. <laughs> you said, the, the term hamburger implies no cheese. I just wanted to make it very no clear. Cheese. No cheese. It also doesn't have ham. On it, just bread and meat. David Sauer. No, Louisville's home of the cheeseburger. I'm right. Yeah, Ollie's Trolley, baby. I don't buy that. I kind of want to try like, this experiment. Hey, Kalen's. Yeah. If we do the Ooh. horseradish the vodka. The fucking hamburger was made, someone's like, I'm going to put cheese on that. The day. That's 80-20 Kalen's is where the cheese yep. specifically. Yeah, allegedly. The Kalen's. term I think we missed a small is where it is. Um, the act of war committed where John. I just poured the, the horseradish vodka into Ooh. the shrub. Yeah, let's see. This is an act of oh, war. God. It's like a sweet, savory. Oh, it's amazing. It? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's amazing. I mean, we have it's more, amazing. Right? We have more. If you like. It uh, so. it kind of balances out the kind of earthy garlickiness with the sweet herbalness. I think mm. you guys are that horseradish is potent though. Sure, I'll, all yeah. the I'll do it's potent. It's potent. This is. Are, uh, <laughs> can I just say this? <laughs> oh, that is was lovely. a healthy. Thank you, dude. Yeah, dude, it is. It is yeah, quite lovely. Great. You guys are. Thank you. Thank you all. For bringing these. I don't um, thank you for any of this. No, this is, this is great. This Cheers. is great. Uh, top, top. Cheers to David Satterley. Definitely a top five. Uh, you complain, David, but your chances of getting scurvy have just gone down by like 400%, <laughs> even though it is like the hottest part of the year and we're all baked. 
So we talked a little bit about um, good, you know, places to get beer around the country, where you all have traveled from, and you know how Louisville is situated in that long list of states or places to get beer, rather. Uh, Wisconsin is up there, of course. Wisconsin as a state has a great beer presence between Milwaukee, mm. Madison, and everywhere else that exists in Wisconsin that nobody knows about. Door County. I'm sure it's Shout great. Out. Sure, whatever. Yeah. But uh, we actually have an opportunity to go to Great Taste of the Midwest this weekend on, on Saturday. Uh, David and I will be going. John, sorry, you can't join us. That's okay. Um, Some of us have to live back in. a case of Spotted Cow yeah, and spotted a case cow. of Serendipity. We'll do our best. They don't Absolutely. sell cases, but just make it happen. Say hi to Peter Pan for me. I'll just buy that. <laughs> lost, lost, lost Specifically boys. case, please. Thank okay. you. Yes, absolutely. So, so by the po- uh, time this podcast airs, we have already gone to Great Taste of Midwest. Um, this is the 35th year of this festival occurring. Um, it's put on every year by the local homebrew club, which is amazing. Um, but they do give you a quick. Um, yes, thank you for adjusting my mic. Uh, <clears throat> they give you a quick rundown of all the breweries that are going to be present. Um, and we're, we're looking at some true Midwest, you know, decision making um, featuring breweries from Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, North Dakota, Nebraska, Missouri and Wisconsin, of course. Can I ask a preface question? Who organizes this? Uh, we just said it. Yeah, I just said that. But what's the organization name? It's the Homebrew Club. It's the Homebrew Club. From Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So they started this? Yes. That's yes. incredible. 35 years ago. <laughs> That's incredible. So we're going to run through a quick list. And if you've heard of this brewery, just say I, comment, whatever. But this is how you know you're in the Midwest. Obviously, from Kentucky, we're kind of Midwest. We kind of claim that sometimes. Um, we're right on the border. We identify as Southern and Midwestern. Correct. Because right? it's the draw. Especially in Louisville. And also the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Louisville. So we do Agreed. have two uh, breweries that are interested in going. Uh, one being Against the Grain. Heard it. And Fall I've City Brew. Heard of it. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to be doing this? I thought it was just people listening along. Well, I don't want them shouting in their cars while they're listening <laughs> to this. Fall City Beer. <laughs> and they cut some I will say if you're going God. through this entire list, we're going to have to rapid fire. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's going to be fast. So, so Three Floyds Brewing Company. Heard it. Yep. Yeah, great. Broad Ripple. Yep. I love Broad Ripple. Okay. Sun King. We are all from yep. that. Shout uh, out. Lafayette Brewing Company. I know Sounds Lafayette, familiar. Indiana, but oh, no, I don't know the brewery. And now we're getting into the Missouri mm-hmm. side. So a okay. uh, quick jaunt um, from Kentucky. Second Shift Brewing. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Four Hands? Yes. Yep. yep. Um, Perennial. Yep. Oh, yeah. Perennial. Oh. Oh, Schlafly. Yeah. Heard of them. Yeah. Urban Chestnut, which is a gem if you ever get to St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Um, there's a couple of these I don't know. Their so, tap room is super nice. It is. It's huge, too. I haven't been. Just tried their beer. What'd you think? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was fine. Uh, no, no specific feedback. I remember trying it like in passing once where I wasn't very it's like, amazing. in the moment. It was just like in a glass. It's amazing right? just how the bar is usually not bad. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, no, couple. like I, it didn't. I was doing things, you know. Couple, uh, a couple breweries from Iowa I'm familiar with, I guess. So, Back Pocket Brewing? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Big Grove Brewing? Nope. Nope. Pulpit Rock Brewing? Nope. Nope. Toppling Goliath Brewing? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, fine. We this is enough. the best segment we've ever come up with. David just reads things and we say <laughs> we've heard them or not. Nope. Yep. Nope. Um, yep. Now we're going to Illinois Territory, Cruz Bronco Brewing. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, stay tuned. To Steel? Yeah. Wait, what? To Steel? Uh, no. You've never heard of Distill? I don't know things. I'm not a nerd like you guys. It's fine. Uh, we're moving on. Half Acre? Yes. Yeah. Hot Butcher? Nope. Little Beaver Brewery? 
Hmm. Little, nope. little, You've like never LIL? Heard of little beaver, little, little beaver. Little oh beaver? my god, they make the best brown ale. I, um, I subscribed to them on Spotify. Don't know it. Next Seriously? segment, David Brown. Salmoth. Unaani. Salmoth. So I have heard the, of. <laughs> this segment is over. No, you guys don't know any of these. I, dude, I was living. I just moved. You just said I, you traveled like, the country. In COVID, I moved to like the coast Midwest. to coast. Like we haven't Nothing gotten in to go between. to St. Louis. No mid. Yeah, it was like East Coast to West Coast. So you're so, just so the East I'm West guy. Like, no mid. What yet. makes a great beer festival? I'm hoping to is explore. A place where you can come and try all these places you've never heard of. That's why people come to this thing. And that's why it's so exciting. 1,400 beers. That's amazing. And that's a lot. Put on by a homebrew club. Yeah, that's the thing I'm like freaking out about, honestly. like T- you Tony would- Stark did it in a cave with a box <laughs> of scraps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's a perfect analogy, honestly. And they got a really good site map on the back. Like, this is beer festivals done to the nth degree. I feel like you guys are going to like the uh, 1908 World's Fair or whatever. No, actually started in 1987. So it's aged 35 years. Yeah, all I'm saying is this reminds me of like a great coming together of uh, great ideas like American industrialists back in the quote unquote gilded age. And, And they have some speakers as well that will be there. Giving seminars, talks. You're making me jealous. People. I know. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. We're just trying to make us jealous. Why that's can't whole, I go? That's yeah. the whole point Thanks of this segment. I'm just saying. Well, this beer fest has saying. been in existence more than four out of five people on this podcast have been in existence. You want to know the real reason to hate David and Michael about this? Is they have media passes, too. So you guys are going to be rocking and rolling. And we'll try Fair to get enough. some good uh, content out of that to share with you guys on our Patreon. There Pretty it is. Bad. Yeah, absolutely. Advertisement chief. Yeah. It's paid for. But then, of course, when we get uh, back, I'm really excited. I mean, we also just stay tuned. I, we were going to have great conversations on our way there with uh, Goose Island and uh, in Revolution, maybe Cruz Blanca as well uh, through the podcast. So stay tuned if that happens. I, I, I think it will. All good. It's, it's uh, but you're, you've lived in Chicago for a little bit, too. So we're heading over to Chicago first. Is there a can't miss spot that I didn't just say? I don't know what the can't miss spots are anymore. Like I've. I've yeah. been away for like, but you're still like aware. Yeah. Um, like beer related. So sure. when, when I was in Chicago, my favorite brew was half acre. Yeah. Um, so I'd go up to Daisy cutter. Yeah. Da- and yeah, it's such a good, Classic. like refreshing beer. Loved it. I'll always, every time I go through Chicago, I pick up some. Do you want anything? Daisy cutter. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just like the science museum, but I'm also going through Chicago on Friday oh. on my way to uh, my first fish show. Three day fish show. Oh hell that's yeah! Not, that's not a show. That's a weekend. That's a run. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is there a better word I should be using? A run. Okay. A fish run. I'm going to a fish run. You're going to a run. <laughs> it's fine. Three day run. Whatever. Amazing. You will have a. You will have an excellent thousand years on that weekend of just exploring space and time. Kyle, I know that you have a, a lot of uh, experience in the culinary space as well. What do you know about Chicago's eatery scene? Eatery scene. I haven't gotten to explore it that much. We have some friends that used to live in the loop and then they live in Itasca. But I did <clears throat> I did have some uh periphery in a bar I helped open in Seattle. I was just opening staff, no masterminder, whatever. It was uh a rooftop concept in a Thompson Hotel. Cool. And they tried to set it up to be similar to the aviary. So I started looking at all this stuff from the aviary. We did not end up uh, achieving that, but <laughs> it was fascinating to read about that bar and like the high level of food that's in that area and just kind of explore. But personally, I haven't really gotten to go. My 
my wife has gone a ton for for her work. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she, no, Chicago's fun. Chicago's a big city, man. It's big. But yeah, our friends, they lived on the loop. <laughs> now they live in Itasca. I'm trying to remember. There was an IPA-centric brewery that we went to with them that was a block from their house that was really good. But I'm spacing on the name. Noon Whistle? No. Maplewood. All right, let's go through uh, the rest of the list, David. I'm no. going to list the list. <laughs> Maplewood was the... Hot Butcher? <laughs> no. Okay. They, I remember they had googly eyes on the tank that was in the window when you're in the tap room, which I found very amusing. So I was in Chicago recently, and I did go. It was outside the city. Uh, it was a brewery called Goldfinger. Or Gold. I hope that's what it's called. Goldfinger. Oh, the, gold, <laughs> gold. Goldfinch? Gold. Was it the logger spot? Yeah, but it's like Czech logger spot. Gold digger. It was, uh, and it was great. Well, I'm glad you got the name right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in a post. I'll just, we can we can edit this, right? I'll just, gold, I'll just finger. Go gold, gold. Here we go. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a great trip. Really excited for these three days, four days with with David. I guess this has uh, been the be Michael fun. and David bragging segment of the Kentucky Comments Radio. Yeah, it's going to be fun, John. Uh, but you know, I'm going to be really excited to get back though from uh, Madison and Chicago and come back to Louisville because we have a couple of cool events in Louisville happening. Hell yeah. Uh, Gravely is actually celebrating their fifth anniversary on August 17th. Hard to believe. Oh, wow. And, uh, I love them. It's a, uh, yeah. Sprockets is amazing. Yep. I love Nick, the brewery, like 10 out of 10. Best, Should, best rooftop. That's not a rooftop deck, but best elevated place to drink beer at a local brewery in town. Hopewell is the name of this brewery. Hopewell. Sorry, I had to oh, look it up. You guys are basically there. No. Basically got it. G H. No, no, no. No, his. Okay. no, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> the <brewery laughs> I went to my friends. I'm going to be unfacked. Ryan was outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going with it. Oh gosh. Well, so Gravely is celebrating their fifth anniversary, technically on August 17th, but it's going to be a week long party, uh, starting on August 15th, Monday. They're going to do a Master of Reality in Cosmonauts Bourbon Age tappings. Mm. Uh, so they're doing. They're you know they don't do a whole lot of uh, barrel aged like big big stouts right um not not a whole lot so it's really fun when they do uh 8 16 on tuesday they're doing debut of unwind a cloudberry seltzer which sure we'll try that uh wednesday five dollar drafts all day long entire tap list so that sounds awesome if i can get a five dollar draft of master of reality and cosmonauts that sounds pretty good yeah how, how tall is that pour depends on how narrow I'm the glass sure is sure it's a i'm sure it's a good pour uh, Thursday, there's a seller collection release, barrel aged sour bottles. I dude, so Gravely's sour collections that, I mean, I love all those that they do. I mean, the, they're all fantastic. Uh, Friday, they're debuting Wildberry barrel aged sour release. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's going to be great though. Yeah. I'm excited to try it Their out. Their sour stuff's good too. They make good little funky, wild fruity things and great lagers. And, and then, IPAs. and then, if that wasn't enough already, just okay. You you, already, you you celebrated five days in in a row at Gravely. Just walk down the road on Saturday, August twentieth for Highwire's one year anniversary. Wow, it's been a year. It's, it's been, been a year. one year. Wow. Okay, so it doesn't. It seems like it Gravely like should have been there. Five years for Gravely seems crazy, but one year for Highwire seems shorter than they've been there. That's nuts. Time is weird, man. Time is weird. I don't know. It's a flat circle. It's a construct. We, we have yeah. a... So this is, this is straight from it's the high wire. Water. This is straight from the high wire Instagram post. 
noon to midnight. That's 12 hours of fun on August 20th. Uh, we have we have a fun lined up for the whole family, including party games for kids and adults, a photo booth with props. Hell yeah. Flutter brush entertainment. I don't know what that is. I'm sure they're great. Oh, wait. Oh, oh with airbrush tattoos and face painting. I, I want to be a lizard. So Let's go. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, then they're doing a West Coast inspired dance party from 9 p.m. to midnight with DJ Phantom. Uh, I don't know who DJ Phantom is. Do you know who DJ Phantom is? Mm. How do people on the West Coast dance? It's, it's West Coast inspired. Probably it, better. It's, 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 Probably a, better. it's a West Coast yeah. inspired <laughs> dance party. So maybe the party is different. More, for sure. more weed? I don't know. More bitter? Yeah. Uh, providing music for this super rad glow party. We'll be tapping our latest West Coast IPA. Providing glow sticks, glow glasses, LED finger lights, and other neon accessories. So they get ready when the lights go down. <laughs> Also, guys, this is the best part. All John right. Renee, this is for you. All right. Glow body paint is encouraged. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I can finally use up that gallon I bought on Amazon last year. Uh, I'm not saying that Highwire wants you to do a bunch of ecstasy before going, but I'm sure you would fit right in. Yeah, you're not not saying that either. So, yeah. you know, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you cover the extremities, can you go in with just paint? Like a body paint that Gravely yeah. just did. There's only one way to find out, David Satterley. There's yeah. only one way to find out. Well, I, I, it's not much to cover, so I could do <laughs> it. But Also in uh, Louisville Beer News, the Kentucky oh, uh, sure. homebrew competition at the State Fair is happening tomorrow, I think. So by the time you guys listen to this, they'll probably have announced all the winners. So future shout out to all the homebrewers who won awards uh, in the State Fair this year. Um, now, you guys should probably start a great taste of uh, Kentucky Beer Festival and try to live up to these uh, Madison, on, Wisconsin guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help. Uh, we're here. So let's uh, let's have a conversation. But uh, yeah, congrats Welcome to all break. the great homebrewers for all the awards that you will inevitably have had won this weekend, past, so, present. So before we wrap up here, uh, I just want to know, like, when can we anticipate Trellis maybe potentially kind of sort of opening so I can get a beer there? Do we do we have it? Can't we, say it. If we say a date, we're gonna miss the date. I know, but like is, it's, is, a, it's is, Minecraft. It's not twenty twenty five. So like it's gonna be sooner than that, I I hope. I've had a lot of dates yeah, coming next year. Missed. My goal <laughs> is before a month of next year. Okay. Okay. All right. So very specific at the latest of December twenty twenty three. So you're saying if I should write a date on my calendar <laughs> right now. December twenty no. twenty <laughs> get a tattoo. And so the, you guys are maybe. in late late planning phases and soon to start build out, hopefully, and then to start yeah, kind of sharing soon. I mean, we are very close. And once we have details, we will share them. We are hoping to break ground shortly after that. Yeah, so, we do. Uh, we do have an Instagram at Trellis Brewing. Excellent. Uh, where okay. people can follow. Like we'll post any updates there. Right now we have a logo. Yeah. Half of a logo. We have the logo without any logo text. <laughs> well, hey, man. We're, we're being mysterious and we're putting things out slowly. Starting oh, for, to tell that story now is how you build those like 300 yeah. raving customers that just kind of help. Create, We've got 200 you know? followers. There you so. go. You're two thirds of the That's way there. Yeah. yeah. And if, if they showed up at least a few times a week, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I like, forgot to mention earlier on the like the Tapperman inspiration. Will you all have a rock wall that you can climb because like Trellis lifts everyone up? Mm. Mm. That's a bold initiative. Uh, if Louisville Ale Trail wants to fund one. I mean, we're not against it. Oh, yeah. Once, uh, well, sponsor? Sponsor? Yeah, sponsor no. rock walls um, are always I, 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 about And if David Satterley dies while he's trying to build it, we will forever call it the David Satterley Memoriam Rock Wall at Trellis Beer and Company. Do you it put might be worth a, it. Yeah. a stone on his grave or do you like hang it? 
I think you, you just say, yeah, you hang it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, at, the yeah, it's at the top. It's at the top. But yeah, I'm not very know. tall. I slipped so. on David Sirely today. <laughs> and that's and that's the t- and that's the t-shirt. <laughs> that's the t-shirt. If you guys make money on my passing, we might. You get a cut. We'll get yeah, a cut. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Mocha, the dog, will get a cut. Please, yeah. please take care of my dog. Yeah, we will. Uh, oh, for sure. Before, okay, so other than Trellis, do you all have anything that you'd like to plug? That you want people to know about? Like, I mean, it could be anything. Do you, do you like new Trellis. restaurants or? What do we want to play? Yeah, what, what's going yeah, on? What's going on in oh. your lives? It's exciting. Sorry to put you on the spot. New BLT, TV show? BLTs need to be plugged right now. The, sa- the, the bacon, the lettuce, and tomato sandwich <laughs> Fuck yeah, is dude. the best sandwich in the world. And in August is the month heirloom that the tomato BLT season. Should shine. Yeah. You have tomatoes from August. Fuck yes. Slice them up, salt on the tomatoes. Yeah. Good local source bacon. You can make them with uh, bacon too. We tomatoes we do them sometimes. Yeah, well, my, you know, for those vegetarians <laughs> out there. But uh, the, the the bacon is like the chew. It's like the, a the bite. Yeah. No, it's like a seasoning. It's like yeah, it's yeah, a tomato yeah. sandwich with like a little bit of bacon. Yeah. Uh, you want to highlight the tomatoes. A good slab in August, mayo. which everyone should be doing this month. All right. So mustard on your BLT or just mayo? No, just mayo. Right. Dukes mayo. Right, Dukes. Right. Ooh, horseradish. Dukes is horseradish the, on a BLT. Mm, no, I'm pissed. No, I'm going. I'm going horseradish. Horseradish vodka mustard. with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah they're okay. I'm I had a, I had a BLT for dinner. That's why it's on my mind. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to. Say oh, you like, ate dinner. Yeah, oh, I cool. have not had dinner yet. But I'm going to BLT. <laughs> that Spring Street pop up at High Horse. So oh, that's heck yeah. On my mind, they're doing burgers and. Is this your shout out? <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Spring what Street do you got? coming up. Spring Street at High Horse. All the people that have taught me all the beer things. That's what's on my mind right now. Uh, yeah, that counts. John, uh, I'm going to shout out Adobe InDesign, which is where I've been living for the past 48 hours as Louisville L. Trail finishes up another secret project we've been working on. Um, but speaking of good local businesses, you know, what's really fun in town is like all one of the really cool things about Louisville, too, is how many immigrant owned and just kind of international food cuisine type restaurants exist in this town. Isn't that crazy? It's a weird segue. Yeah. So well, something completely un- unrelated. Unrelated. Talk about anymore. So yeah. We'll fill you guys in in a few weeks, but secret project. David, what do you got? <clears throat> Yeah, I think my segue this week is going to not be White Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But shout out Louisville Zoo. Okay. Lots Ooh. of good events. Whole whole year. Yeah. Got Brew at the Zoo coming up. That's a great fundraiser for the zoo. Um, you get to have a couple beers, go into the zoo, see a couple animals. They might do a little special display. But the zoo is a really special place for Louisville. Um, you know, rated. You know, pretty top high in the Midwest. It's a good zoo. Will. It's a good it's zoo. It's a great zoo. It's manageable to do in like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like a quick trip. People that do it specifically for the exercise portion. No. But the and zoo is excellent. If you really like to support the zoo, uh, West 6 Nulu this Saturday. Sorry, actually, the podcast will already be out by them, but I'm going to plug it anyway. Yeah. Uh, West 6 does their, their nickel program at the tap room there where you uh, mm. get a something with the nickel and you, you can support either- a local cause if, if you order a flight <laughs> you will receive a nickel you can either use the nickel to get a discount on merchandise or you can contribute the nickel back to the charitable cause of choice wow yes and wow. i believe part of that is with the zoo um no wait you know what i think i got that that wrong because uh, they're just giving. They're just. Gi- this is how nice West Six is. They're doing two nonprofit specials this weekend. Uh, the the nickel program is going to St. John's Center, 
Uh, and then they're doing 6% of proceeds going back to Friends of the Zoo. Let's go, Friends of the Zoo. That's amazing. Heck yeah. Good for them. All about it. Halloween and, to the Zoo. Shout out. And shout out to St. John's Center the for doing fun. all the good work that they do. People that help. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Helping's, helping's nice. Always, as Mr. Rogers said, always look for the helpers in a disaster. Speaking of which, thank you guys for helping us have great podcast guests this week and for filling us in on the story of Trellis. Everybody out there, make sure you follow him on Instagram, anywhere else that you guys are. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Can someone help John with this therapy? Yeah, and that would be help too. So uh, to wrap it all up, Kyle, Ryan, thank you all so much for joining tonight. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, the drinks were delicious. It was great to learn more about Trellis and uh, everybody else out there. You know, be, be you. Go to the zoo. Thanks, guys. Go be you. Be, go to the zoo.